Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. Um, this is known as a very challenging hike, not only because you start by descending into the canyon and end in climbing out the other side, but at the highest elevation point of the North Rim, where, you, where we're going to make our final climb, it sits at 8,300 feet above sea level, which can cause lightheadedness, shortness of breath, and nausea. For some, this might sound completely insane. Hiking has always been a passion of mine. In fact, as a little girl, I had heard about people doing the Grand Canyon, and I did my own little bit of research, and I thought, you know, one day I'm going to do this. So when I got that message from my friend, I was quick to say yes, and she's like, well, do you know what date it is? I'm like, nope, yes, but I'm doing it. We're going. Um, growing up, we would go often just around our home. I live, uh, I grew up in Preston, Idaho. I know we have some Idaho people here. And I now live in northern Utah, which it's only like 15 miles apart. And uh, so we still hike on the same mountain ranges there. Um, I knew the trails and how long it would take us, taking little to no water and food with us, and certainly no cell phones at the time. Many times coming home past dark and re remembering the moments of tiredness, exhaustion, and then feeling the euphoria of hitting that summit. Uh, as a training group, we have done our research and have a training plan. We figured out the best local hikes that compared to the distance of what we're going to experience. This past June, for our training, we decided that we were going to hike what's called Birch to Dry Canyon. And it's uh, just behind our house. I had hiked both canyons before, I think six miles up one and like three miles up another. But I hadn't actually ever done the full loop. And uh, that loop is about 5,000 feet in elevation gain and 14 and a half miles. So we thought, you know what, that's a good hike to do about, you know, four months out and we'll build up as we, as we get closer to what we're doing. And uh, so we started out super early in the morning, about 4.30. Um, it ended up being, I've got some friends that are really avid hikers and they know what they're doing and I feel really confident being with them. But when it came down to the night before, those that could actually come, I realized that I was the responsible one in the group. And I thought, oh no, what, how's this going to go? So I downloaded the All Trails app. I knew how to, I thought I knew how to work on But it was my turn to be the responsible one. So I went through all the things. I packed extra food and water just in case somebody that was coming, that's a little bit more amateur, didn't do that because I know one day I made that mistake. And uh, we were ready to go. And before I go much farther into this story, what I want you guys to understand and know is that by the end of the trip of that day, and I'll go into details here in a minute, but by the end of the trip, uh, search and rescue was on standby. What we thought was going to take five and a half hours to do the entire loop ended up taking over 10 hours, and it was quite the adventure. So the people that I hike with, they like to document everything. And my friend had posted a really fun picture, and so, or a video on her social media. So I asked her if I could borrow that for today. So we're going to go ahead and play that. It looked amazing, right? <laughs> so I was the responsible one. 
I was confident. I let them know, you know what, we're going to be okay. This is going to be awesome. We had our plan. We let our husbands know, okay? Uh, some significant things happened throughout that. And it was one of those moments that I was like, this is fine, this is fine, right? You play it over in your head, and then when you go home, you don't sleep at night because you're like, man, so many things could have happened, right? And I felt a lot of responsibility for that. So I wanted to kind of go over those moments just to relate that um, to life. So early June, lots of snow, lots of runoff. Um, in Utah, we had some record high, and I knew of friends that had actually done that trip, so I reached out to them, and they're like, oh, you know, I haven't been this year, but I've heard that there's still a lot of snow up there. Just make sure you have, you know, the navigation and all of that because they're, the trails are covered. And uh, they said that there's been avalanches up there, and there's a lot of avalanche debris left over. And uh, so when we first started out, we had we started up what's called Birch, and there are a lot of crossings that you have to cross, and we hike up there often, so we... We're thinking we're going to be fine. We're going to figure out a way. But the creeks are really, really high, uh, more like rivers at the time. Uh, but by the fifth crossing, one of us slips and falls in. And it's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? We've got to keep going. By the end of it, we all were wet up to, like, our thighs. So to start out a 14-and-a-half-mile hike with wet socks and shoes was a little, little hard there. Um, there was a part with the navigation where I... Uh, again, first time really using all trails on my own. And I was like watching it and making sure we're still on the trail because it's all covered. And I was like, oh, guys, we've got to make it up this hill. I'm like, okay. And my friends were questioning me. And I was like, no, I think we're good. We're good. Well, my phone starts to like vibrate at me. And I was like, wait, why is it doing this? It keeps telling me that we're off course. And I'm like, we're not off course. It's still on. My friend's like, give me your phone. And so I hand the phone over to her and she just goes like this. She's like, we're off. And I was like, you can zoom in. <laughs> So we were about, you know, 100 feet off, and come to find out we needed to actually stay in the ravine where the snow was. We just couldn't quite see the trail. Uh, climbing up the last summit, it's a north-facing uh, mountain, and so the sun doesn't actually hit there much, and so there was still a lot of snow there. And we thought, oh, we can maybe climb up this one side where the snow was melted. Uh, we could only get so far, and it was about halfway up, the steepest part of the mountain. Uh, we could see the summit. Like, right there, we were going to make it. And once we got up to this certain point, we realized that we were going to have to side hill it across to get to the other side that is the other uh, part of the mountain that's actually doesn't have snow on it, okay? So I was like, okay, guys, we got this, we got this. So we're side hilling it. I'm going first, and I'm, like, kicking my feet in to give them little footsteps to come across. And uh, I look back at my friend, and every time I glance back at her, she's like... She's so mad. Every time she had something to tell me, I'm like, I'm sorry. We'll make it. We'll make it. Um, as we were getting up to the top of the, the summit, um, that's right where you could actually go down the other side or get to the top top. And um, that was when she wanted to go to the other side, and I encouraged her. I was like, listen, we didn't come this far to only come this far, okay? We're getting to the top. And the rest was easy from there until we got back down to where we needed to come off. Um, but down the back side, we uh, found that it was really scaly. There wasn't any snow, but it was pretty steep and scaly. Um, and that lasted for about a mile and a half. And then we got to a point where we came out onto an avalanche. Now, I don't know if anybody else has ever walked out onto an avalanche in the middle of nowhere. It's the eeriest feeling. The wind's blowing, it's got a weird vibe, and you just see all of these trees knocked down with big boulders that have rolled down off this mountain that you just climbed down. 
and it's, it's a pretty eerie thing. And we thought, wow, this is cool. Took a moment. And then I said, how are we going to get off of this? And we weren't quite sure. So I was like, okay, you guys stay here. I'm going to scale down this avalanche, and I'm going to figure out a way. But you guys stay here. I'll let you know if this is a good way. So I got onto my seat, and I went down, and I had my heels digging in. And by the time I got down to where it was about a foot from the drop-off, I realized it was about an eight-foot drop-off into the creek down below, I thought, oh, no, this is not a good way. But I didn't know how I was going to get back up. So I uh, had a plan A that if I did slip, I would either go down and just hopefully not get too hurt, or I would jump and grab the tree. Um, or my friends were going to help me out here. So I was like, hey, guys. They're like, yeah. I'm like, so we're not going this way. But do you have a stick? <laughs> a stick? I'm like, yeah. Do you guys have like a long stick? Can you see a long stick? And they're like, we'll find one. So they came back. And I was like, hey, lower that stick down and then hold on to it. And I'm like, OK. So I dug my feet in to get back up, using my fingernails at this time, too. And as soon as I could see it on the side of me here, I looked back. And I said, OK, are you guys holding on to this stick? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, no, like, I'm going to reach over with my right hand. I'm going to grab this stick. And I might slip. And if I slip, you guys are going to have to pull me up. And they're like, OK, OK, we got this. And I reached over, and I slipped. And I was like falling down. So I was like, OK, you guys got me? They're like, yeah. And I was able to climb up. And I just kind of sat down. They're like, well, can we go that way? I'm like, nope. Nope, we're not going that way, but I don't know how we're going to get off this mountain. And I, in the moment, I thought, okay, we can hike back around. That was about mile 11 of our 14 and a half mile trip, but I knew that if we were to hike back around, that would be a total of 22 miles. I'm like, do we have enough water? I don't know. So I thought, okay, plan D, <laughs> I don't know, at this point. So we started hiking down the mountain, and then um, coming around, we... Uh, I saw what very easily could have been a cougar, okay, down off the other side. And at first I was like, oh no, right? It ended up being a dog, which I was like, humans, <laughs> humans, they're here. And so I said, hey, and another lady called back and she's like, how did you guys get up there? And I was like, well, we hiked around. She's like, you hiked around? She couldn't believe it. And I says, we're up here. How do we get down? And she helped us come back around, and we like, she was able to help us get down, which we were so grateful for. Anyway, crazy, crazy experience. Um, we, it was one of those experiences, like I mentioned, that you just get home and you're like, we're home, we're safe. My husband, like I said, had search and rescue ready for us. <laughs> he was excited to finally see us. Um, and yeah, so. With that, you guys, um, the reason why, okay, so back in 2016, um, our story and the reason why we're here is because of our daughter. She has congenital heart disease defect, and uh, we didn't figure it out until she was about two and a half. And obviously, she was born with it. They went undiagnosed. By the time it got diagnosed, she was... Uh, in the last stages of heart failure, um, they called it severe cardiomyopathy. We were rushed to primary children. She had emergency open heart surgery and uh, spent 18 months in heart failure after that. So as a young mom, four kids at the time, um, we, she's our only girl. We have three boys. 
and uh, it was just a hard, hard time in our life. And um, it, which led us to where we're at here with Dr. White. Um, so everything that she's experienced throughout her life has created a lot of trauma. So I remember somebody telling us that at the hospital that, um, you know, this is going to be hard. It's going to continue to be hard throughout her life. And they suggested counseling and things like that. So we could deal with it. We could teach her how to deal with it and all of that. And I remember at the time, I'm like, Psh, she's strong. She's great. She made it through, right? Because at times there was questions with that. And uh, as she got older, we started to see a lot of signs of that. And it was hard to know how to manage that. Um, when she was seven, in second grade, she decided she wasn't going to go to school anymore. And I'm like, no, you go to school. <laughs> and she's just as stubborn as I am. And so she's like, no, I'm not going to school. And she didn't want to. She'd come up with excuses. It was in her head. She'd come up to reasons why she didn't want to go. And so this was anxiety. And I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this, right? Um, it was new to us. And uh, we dealt with it the everything we possibly could. Um, it was COVID time, and uh, it was just a really, really another obstacle in our life. And uh, we were, one, I remember one specific night with her. Now, she would get something in her head, something was wrong. She'd go to her room, and she would cry for hours, hours, and there was nothing I could do except lay by her, rub her back, whatnot, right? And I'll tell you that there were mornings that uh, the best way to, okay, so she would have A and B days, okay? So, and I could, I could feel it when I'd walk into her room. It was the most interesting thing. As her mom, I'd walk in and I'd be like, today's gonna be a B day before I even woke her up, okay? And I, the B days were literally grabbing her legs, pulling her out of bed, putting her on the floor, setting her up, as she's whining and crying, and getting her clothes out, getting her dressed, and a fight to the school, and going in to see the counselor. We, we dealt with this for like three and a half months. And um, I was, uh, I didn't know what else to do. Uh, it was during COVID. I couldn't get her into counseling. Everybody was telling me to get her on medication. I wasn't against that, but for some reason, the answer was no. My gut feeling just kept saying, don't do it. And I uh, had a friend tell me, she's like, you should play music. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, play some good uplifting type music before you even try to wake her up in the morning. And I'm like, okay. So I got on Pandora and I found some stations that we would like to listen to. And I tried it and it, and it seemed to help. It seemed to help. Um, I'll tell you that we still do that, okay? It's gotten to the point where she has her certain songs that she loves, and one of our most favorite things to do is to crank that music up in the car and scream at the top of our lungs and have our own little karaoke session. And uh, I wanted to relate this hike and these experiences to obstacles in our life and I love that we just talked about the razor's edge. There's so many times in your life that you think, why me? Why now? Why is this happening? What is the purpose of this? And we don't see it at the time. But as time goes on, certain people, certain things will come into our life. And you look back and you're like, ah, 
I understand. I understand now. Um, the other day, as I was keeping this in my mind that I was going to get up on stage and what I was going to talk about, I uh, looked at my daughter, and she just seemed really wise beyond her years. And I had this moment of thinking, like, there's a reason, and I don't have to understand it. I don't know what her purpose is yet, but she's special, and there's a reason why she's going through everything she's going through. Um, but one of those songs, one late at, late at night when we were having her moments, um, a song came on, and it was one of those moments that was like an answered prayer. I was like, I needed to hear this today, and maybe it was just for me. Um, but it relates to life, and um, it's a song by Hillary Weeks, and it's called Love Your Life. And so what I wanted to do with you guys today is we're going to have a fun sing-along. Is everybody good with that? Okay. So if everybody will just stand up, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and play this song. The words are going to be on the screen. I will. I wanted to read the uh the main chorus with you so you guys kind of have an idea. Listen to your heart as it whispers where you need to go. Always look up. Make somebody smile every chance you get. Don't forget you're already enough. Roll down the windows every now and then. Give your dreams time. Celebrate the everyday miracles surrounding you. Always assume the best. Do what you can. Give everything that you have. Then give God the rest. Pick up the phone when you're missing home. Don't be afraid to shine. Go beyond your fears. Explore new ground. Be true to yourself. Turn it up, Kaden. Life isn't easy. Wish I could say it was. But if we will let it, time will teach us. And somewhere along the crazy twists and turns, I've learned. Listen to your heart as it whispers where you need to go and always look up. Make somebody smile every chance you get and don't forget you're all Enough. Roll down the windows every now and then and give 
So after navigating those 14 and a half miles in those harsh conditions, hiking with wet feet and clothes up steepy, icy slopes, uh, just trusting the app um, where we couldn't even physically see the trail, many times we felt delirious and defeated. There were also times of euphoria as we summited the top finally, uh, taking a moment to stop and just look around, see the beauty of this world, the trees, the flowers, and then when we finally were able to make it out of that canyon. With all of these emotions, this somehow made us more confident and excited about the upcoming Rim to Rim Canyon hike. Is there even steeper hills and slippery slopes ahead in life? Could it be that our Father in Heaven needs each of us to build some confidence, confidence and character now and for the road ahead? Are we prepared for the lifeline of others when they need it? Are we to learn how to lean on one another? The secret to life is trust. Trust that you won't be given more than you can handle. Trust that where you're guided is the right path to take. Trust it's for the greater good, not just for you, but also for others in your life. Just trust in his timing. Then to see and find the lesson of it all. No matter what your obstacle seems to be in your life, trust the process big things are happening for you. Thank you. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.